0: Hello, welcome to the wasting time podcast we're up to hey nick so i counted before i think we're up to episode 78 today how's it going my friend good yeah yeah 78 22 away 22 away from the big 100 yeah i, wa- I wonder at what point we'll reach
1: that that milestone we'll see. what do what do we do for the episode episode that's some maybe it's something we should be planning now you know
0: yeah it's true do we get you know, do we do like something similar to that Christmas one we did that time when we get previous guests back or do we, you know, is that when we do the live thing, do a live we do, thing?
1: We do a live, a live podcast.
0: Yeah. Us and all three of our listeners can, uh, can all, uh, share the moment together. <laughs> Who would be your dream guest for episode 100? That probably asked you that before, but, um, what new guest? Yeah. Oh, it could be an
1: old guest if we've already had your dream guest. I don't know if you've asked me this before, cause I feel very put on the spot. Cause it's quite a okay. good question. And my, you know, I've got a terrible memory as you know, as well. So maybe you have. Very true. D- dead or alive?
0: <laughs> no, alive, alive. It has to be at least within the,
1: the realms of possibility in that respect. Uh, uh, do you know what? I would just, it would be great to get the Madden brothers on. Um, that that would be a dream guest. And just to yeah. see your your little face as well, if we've got the mine <laughs> Brothers on as well, I think would be um, would be a big bonus. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm guessing I've probably just stolen your your dream guest there, have I?
0: <laughs> well, they would be an obvious one. Them or Mark Hoppus or Travis Barker, I suppose, would be would be the big ones. I
1: yeah, I feel like Travis Barker would just like. I feel like it would be a difficult like interview. I feel like he's a difficult interviewee. I don't know if like you get that. Like opposed to a hopper who's like cuz cause cause Travis never really did like did any of the, the media stuff did he? He left it at Tom and Mark and even like recently he doesn't do a lot in the way of interviews. Like but, and, No,
0: I, I I disagree a
1: little bit. I mean I you you said But they're short and sweet. Out.
0: That's how it was back in the day, but you know, I've you've seen him on things like Larry King when he's having a long interview or he was on Drew Barrymore's talk show not long ago. Fair I enough. feel like he's he has missed the media these days. And he's just maybe. such a big celebrity.
1: Yeah, maybe that's what I'm I'm like swaying away from. I've kind of I'm not really feeling like all the Travis Barker's projects these days, to be honest with you. So Yeah, fair enough. Um but I don't know. Let me come back to you on that one. and I'll, I'll give it some pr- proper thought. Okay. Um,
0: okay.
1: And we'll take it from there.
0: Yeah, and then we'll make sure we book whoever it is, of course, along with the Maddens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, a- anything you want to discuss before before we get to, to today's interview?
1: Nothing on my radar at the moment, really. But I know you've been you pinged over a few things my way. Then if you want to go through a couple of those new releases. So at the time of recording one of
0: the biggest sort of hype releases in our world is Scottish band Cold Years' new album. I don't know if you were aware of that band already. Their Their last record was quite decent, I thought. It was a bit Gaslight Anthem-esque, um, and he was kind of – you could hear his Scottish accent in his singing. This one I, – I like the opening track. I like the title track, but I, I'm not getting it. It sounds very sort of Green Day wannabe and – I don't understand why it's getting reviewed as well as it is. Have, have you have have you are you
1: aware of them? Have you heard any no. of this one? No, um, but you know, I had a I had a little bit of a flick through this afternoon. A couple of I would, three or four songs that stuck out on that new record. That that, that thirty two, I think it's called the first song on the record, yeah. um, the title track that you mentioned as well. I think is quite good, and there was another one. Yeah. There's another one on there but it was a very kind of swift listen. i, I was wondering where like where they had come from at the point that you know where you sent sent it over um so yeah i was quite surprised to see they were a aberdeen aberdeen based yeah, um, yeah punk rock band so
0: um okay so on that brief listen did, were you were you quite keen were you go yeah, away and I, listen to it absolutely
1: problems, yeah yeah okay. i think so yeah
0: oh okay. Okay, so it's making a better first impression with you than it did with me then I would
1: say so, yeah, I mean, I'll go through oh, and go back and listen to some of their, their other stuff, but um,
0: yeah Jason Tate over at, at chorus FM's absolutely loving it, like you know gave like his first review in ages, and it's a really glowing review and just talking about how much the lyrics mean to him and stuff, which fair play to him.
1: well, we'll look out for them anyway for local ish
0: yep. Uh, we had a new song from the Wonder Years recently.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's a good track actually. Like, com- like c- compared to like their releases of you know the last few years. Like, yeah, I think this it's a good. It's a. It, I think it's a bit of a better better track to be honest with you. A bit more, bit more about it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's almost throwing back to the Greatest Generation yeah. sound that they had about nine years ago or something. I think.
1: Yeah. So yeah. They've got. So, so is that part of a, a new album that's due, due at some I point? I think
0: so. I think so. Need to check that again. But yeah, that's the impression
1: I'm under. I did check out that um that new uh that lit song, which I think is part of a new new album coming out. That's a quite a quite a good track. I so I meant
0: to send that to you today as well, and I forgot. And I thought, oh, you know, this is last minute. He's he's probably busy as it is so i'll not add that to his list so i'm pleased you listened to that yeah did you you i think it's a really good song yeah it's class isn't it that chorus love it i haven't heard a a lit song that good for ages Mm. be interesting to see what what the album yeah yeah yeah. because you know they went kind of sort of country a few about four or five years ago yeah um which, you know, fair enough, try something different. But I guess it, it, it didn't work for them maybe in the way they wanted. So they've kind of gone back to the classic pop
1: rock sound. But yeah, I love this one. They must be getting on a bit now as well. Because like, they were like, when w- we were like teenagers, they were like, a, not an older band, but they were like a, older than us. <laughs> you know, they
0: were like... Yeah, well, I'm just looking it up. So AJ Popoff is... Okay, so he's going to be forty-nine this year.
1: Oh, okay, about ten, ten. 10 so, yeah, and it's a bit about years. ten years older than me. Okay. 10, 15 years. Yeah. But yeah,
0: they've just been on tour in the UK actually with uh, Bowling for Soup and former guests of ours, Dollyrots, which yeah. are playing some big venues.
1: Yeah, they didn't. They didn't come my way. I don't think. Did they not?
0: Bowling for Soup actually had a new album last week as well, which I skipped through today. <laughs> I thought you were um, going to say you skipped past completely, but um, no, I gave it, I gave it a little listen. I enjoyed a couple of songs, but yeah, it was a bit throwaway for for my liking.
1: Well, yeah, much like all of that stuff, unfortunately. <laughs> nice guys, they've done you know done really fucking well for themselves as well. They've got a huge huge following oh, yeah. over here, especially in the UK. Yeah, yeah. like I like t- touring a lot over here as well. Like you always you, know, you always see them coming around every yeah. year or so, don't you? And they're always paying big rooms, sell out rooms, yeah, you know, so
0: Exactly. And Jarrett, the singer, seems like a seems like a cool guy. I'd like yeah. to get
1: him on, on here sometime. He seems fun. Okay, well let's make sure we don't point him towards this episode. Yeah. For, for a point of reference. <laughs> hey,
0: I said I liked a couple of songs on the new record. Um and then the other thing was in, we're both uh, big interu- Interrupters fans, so obviously we know we've got a new record coming from them. We've got that new single out. Oh, what are you thinking? Oh,
1: it was, just didn't hit hit the note for me. I guess. It oh, was
0: interesting. Just,
1: yeah, like compared to like their other their other their last album, which just kind of felt like it just like a st- album of like anthemic songs. It just mm-hmm. this this track just didn't really didn't really land for me and i really? hope and i hope it's not i hope it's not a sign of the album either you sound surprised you quite yeah well
0: i just don't understand what you want what more you want from them it's anthemic anthemic um in their classic way i mean it sounds bog standard in a good way for them yeah i don't like if that was on that last record it would have been one of the stronger songs uh
1: we'll see we'll see what the new new album brings. Do you know when that's
0: out? Uh, Yeah, I saw that yesterday. I think it's August or something. Early August, maybe. Know this stuff going into the podcast and stuff. Yeah, 5th of August, so a little bit of time. Cool. Well, I expect. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Expect good things from that. Yeah. Still need to have one of them on the show as well. That's kind of I like guess we've been trying to have for a while.
1: Not long till, till this um, social distortion tour with the Love Breakers in grade two. When does that start? That starts May thirtieth in Milan.
0: Yeah, not long at all.
1: Shit. Getting very How excited d- for that now. What insight have you got from the world of um, band management, organising European tours? Can you give our listeners?
0: Uh, well, I, I can. I can definitely say it would have been simpler in pre-Brexit times. That's. <laughs> I can pretty confidently say that. Yeah, there are lots of things to watch out for for anyone who is about to tour Europe or connected to anyone touring Europe. Um, and also big shout out to our good friend, Rob in Elvana, as they have just been, been over to the Netherlands. So he's given me tips on things they've been through and stuff.
1: What was the biggest surprise of things that you like, um, just didn't know about in the industry that like you had, you you had to consider as part of your band management role? that you just never thought was a thing?
0: Well, it's, it's the kind of things that, you know, I probably could have, would have known if I sat down and thought about, but you know, if you're not involved in that world, you just, you just don't, you don't think about at all, you know, just, so just all the logistical things that you need to know about venues and things like, oh, if you're selling your merch at a venue, is there going to be, does the venue take a cut? And there's all that, those little things like that. And, uh, Mm -hmm yeah it gets quite complicated but um you know it's all good it's all good learning experience it's fascinating as well
1: Been learning more about border control yeah
0: a little bit yeah uh-huh. yeah the the you know the my my concern- well not concerns but you know areas like I want to watch is uh the fact that they're they're doing both Switzerland and Norway on this tour, and you know both those countries aren't part of the eu so those borders are going to be a bit tricky. Because outside right. of that, once you're in the EU, you're kind of all right because it's all you know, effectively a borderless place, you know.
1: So what Lovebreak is yeah. doing from a travel perspective, then, are they just vanning it from the UK or like yeah, yeah, vaning public it from transport, the
0: UK. yeah,
1: right? So yeah. they're driving from Birmingham to Milan,
0: basically, yeah. Hacking up. yeah, yeah, and then. Then, you know, I'm not going to list all the dates, obviously, but I think it goes from Milan to Switzerland, then then maybe it's Austria, and then the first and it goes. There's a few little spates in Germany. I think the first ones after that. So yeah,
1: it's good. Some exciting cool. venues. Yeah, exciting exciting time for those boys as well. Absolutely. Or all, yeah. all big yeah. arena arena type venues, right? Yep, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's
0: all happening because, as you know, record number two is currently being made um and yeah sounding sound good so far
1: cool i guess the question is are they doing any dates in bulgaria <laughs> no, social no, social d not got a following in so- bulgaria because we have
0: yeah sorry to like i don't know what like 90 percent of our listenership uh no the tour is not coming in your country i'm sorry
1: yes and thank you to all the um listeners in bulgaria yeah big shout out to you yeah get get in touch if you're in bulgaria yeah. right should we get into this,
0: this yeah funk? let's do it let's do it um belmont been around a few years they've they've, uh, they've really kind of grown quickly with their career on pure noise records have a lot of respect in the scene just had a new record come out and we had the pleasure of talking to brian from the band last week so here is
1: our chat with him i'm based in in newcastle so up in the northeast northeast of england nice chris, chris is down in down in london so yeah we're uh three parts of the world right now
2: yeah chicago over here <laughs>
1: chicago
0: nice man nice. Yeah,
2: what time is it over by you guys
0: uh so we just turned six o'clock so
2: what are you are you five hours behind us is it 1 p.m there uh so i'm actually in central time so it's uh noon oh, okay. right here 12.
0: have you have, have you guys toured over the uk much
2: we've only been there one time we um we were on tour with real friends in grayscale in 2019 like the end of mm-hmm. 2019 we did a bunch of the uk uh went like uh you know of like the mainland of it basically like south and north we were up in like scotland too i don't know i remember it was a bunch of dates though in just uk itself good tour yeah it was a great tour uh it was especially some
1: good bands on that on there
2: yeah 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 everyone was cool uh we had a good time and it was just like it was like probably extra exciting for us uh just because it was like our first time as a band over in the uk and europe so we we're like oh my mm-hmm. god we're in a different, you know, continent right now. <laughs>
1: any any immediate kind of plans to get back over? or
2: um, Nothing immediate, but there's something uh, currently actually in the works for uh, any time from spring to the fall of 2023. It just depends on when this tour lands. But uh, it's nothing, like, confirmed or, like, uh, set in stone right at the moment. It's just, like, something that's being worked on, so... Should be back at some point soon.
1: We were we were just we were just saying there before you came on. I guess they still we're still in this period of like rebooked shows and rebooked tours from like pre-COVID, and I guess there's still like these kind of backlogs, isn't there?
2: Right. Yeah. It's it's a complete mess to be honest, because you know everyone's just trying to get back out, or they had like a ton of tours planned prior to the pandemic, and uh, now it's just like a huge catching up game. And uh, everyone's trying to get booked.
0: You've just yeah. come off tour, right? With um, you're out with uh, was it Youth Youth Fountain Super American?
2: Yeah, so we that was that tour started like March 2nd, ended April 1st. Um, but yeah, it was us, Super American, Youth Fountain, and uh, 93 Feet of Smoke. Uh, oh, yeah,
0: um, yeah, halfway
2: through the tour, uh, 93 had to pull out because uh, they well, th- this is like a whole other story but like we got into we got into a pretty gnarly van crash on the tour uh we flipped our van and uh yeah we, were, I heard. yeah we were out for like this was like i guess a week and a half into the tour and then we were out for like a week on the tour trying to figure out how to get back on try to get a van and uh, rent a trailer and it was a it was a complete mess but it basically took like a week out of the tour. So all the other bands were out, and you know there was like no sources of income. So you know they're just out there spending money, whether it's just on food, gas, and hotels, and not doing anything. So you know it kind That's of forced, it kind of forced everyone to a little bit of a hole. And then by the time we got back on the tour, uh, our first day back was in Berkeley, California, and on that day, while ninety three was sound checking. Um, there, th- this venue was in like a very populated like downtown area with like a lot of people around, and it was broad daylight. And their van got uh, broken into, and it got robbed like super hard. So those guys lost a lot of things. Like I'm pretty sure someone's on that package lost like their actual social security card and passport from that, and like it was uh-huh. an entire mess. And like at that point, they were just like. I don't know. I don't I don't think we can pull this one off right now. So unfortunately they had to drop. It was just a it was just a really unlucky situation.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. And presumably a band like them, you know, if they're going on a on a tour and like they're very much the opening acts, you know, they're probably I don't know, you know, what their finances like, but they maybe they're, you know, barely breaking even. They're doing the tour for, for coverage or whatever. So like when right. things like that happen, it's gotta hit them so hard, man.
2: Exactly, exactly, yeah. So it's just, it was super unfortunate. They were awesome. You know, we were yeah. uh, really stoked to have them out. And it just was a, it was a bummer that they had to go. But, you know, what can you do? Not, not much.
0: These things happen, man. How was, um? How, so we've had Tyler from New Fountain on our show before, who seems like a super chill, nice guy. Was he, was he fun to be out on the roads with?
2: He sucked. He was awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tyler was,
0: I'd love it if you genuinely said that. That would, be, that would yeah. yeah I gave you the
2: He's like, dude, Tyler was terrible, man. He pushed me to the <laughs> ground every day and he bullied me for my lunch money. No, um, <laughs> Tyler was awesome, man. All of the Youth Fountain guys, we we love them a lot, and they were super cool. And Tyler's like such a sweet, genuine dude, and and he's really awesome live too, like super talented. Um, yeah, great guy, great guy. I miss all of them already.
0: So. New record, been out just over a month. How 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 are you feeling about it now? Still sounding good to you and, and how's how how's the reception been to it?
2: Oh, I love it, man. Um, it's it's been really cool. There's been a lot of positive feedback and like um a lot of uh what's it called? It was just kind of in a lot of people's ears, which is like the main thing I'm focused on, whether they like mm-hmm. it or not. But just like a lot of people checking it out and like hearing it has been really cool. I still, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I, I'm really happy with yeah. what we did on there. But, um, overall, the reaction has been super solid. Everyone's loving it. Everyone's like, oh my God, this is great. Uh, definitely also have some people that are like, uh, what the fuck is this?
1: <laughs> um,
2: like, or like, oh, what happened to you guys? Like, you're not the same. And then there's like, just some people that like, uh, for example, we did, uh, country girl song
0: yeah i thought i thought you might come to that yeah
2: yeah 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 and uh what's funny about that song is like it's it's essentially a meme it's like a joke Mm -hmm. and uh when we were like first doing it in the studio like we we were just like ah like this is you know this is just like whatever this is a joke we're messing around and like our uh, producer andrew wade Uh, yeah he was like nah you guys should do this like this this definitely (laughs) should happen this is going to be great and uh he also had like um a I'm not sure what the word is but he he was able to tap into that real well he's like a big fan of like folk and like country stuff in general like so he has Mm -hmm. like an angling for it and uh he was able to like help us out a lot with it and like it was it was just it was hilarious what it turned out to it's like it's like a great song but it's like we, what is going on right now <laughs> and uh so when we re- when we finally released that there was like people that are like oh my god this is awesome i can't believe you did this and then there's some people that are like oh my god i can't believe you did this <laughs> Like and, you know it, it was hilarious because like some people would like dm me on stuff and they would be like yeah Listen, I'm I'm like I'm a huge fan. I'm going to support you always, but I need to ask you right now, why did you do this? <laughs> why did this happen? <laughs> and they're like so genuine about it. They don't want to yeah, be yeah, yeah. They're like why did you guys do this? Like which it's like a super big letdown for them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, sorry, um sorry, Nick. Uh, let me I know I'm I'm hogging the co- questions here, but I just have to ask one question related to this. But did Brian, did you see Finn, Finn McKenzie's video about, about that song. Oh, you know, the punk rock NBA right. yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Which, you know, obviously we weren't expecting that to happen at all, but it was super cool that he uh, that we were just able to get, like, a video reviewed by him. Like, we were super excited awesome. for that.
0: And he got it as well.
2: I'm just bringing it to, like, you know, I guess, like, uh, new people's ears and whatnot. But uh, yeah. definitely a funny experience because there's so many people that are, like, they're so diehard about it. They're like, "This is the most amazing thing ever." And then some people that are like, "I hate this with like my entire heart." So it's a super <laughs> polarizing song, which is cool. We just want people to talk about it.
1: Just blame Andrew Wade, which is which. I just want to get onto there. Um, was it your first time working with with Andrew Wade? Obviously, he's a bit of a legend of the game.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was our first time, and we're huge fans. Okay.
1: How did, how did you how did he come on board and I guess I guess that that writing process when did it start i mean did was it something you you kind of kicked off kind of in the middle of the pandemic you know had the time to work on? I mean how did the actual the writing and the recording kind of come about and how did Andrew get on board
2: right uh, so uh, before before all of that we were just um I think it was uh like a year prior to going to the studio like so pretty much kind of like a year before the pandemic was coming through or maybe like half a year before but we were looking to get back into the studio to do our you know sophomore record and uh we were just asking around and we'd already been fans of uh wade for like for forever so we like already knew about him and like you know we were just we were just talking with our management we were just like, well, why not we try Andrew Wade? Like we would love to work with him and like we don't know him, but we would like to try to work with him. And uh, I think it was just we uh, we emailed him like and started a conversation. And then he was just down to do the record and uh, our label and all of us were down. So it was kind of it was pretty easy to just lock on like that. Just, you know, simply reaching out via email. And, um, uh, what's it called? So we had that booked and like ready to go. We were supposed to go, you know, into the studio with him. Um, as far as the writing prior to it goes, um, it was, it was kind of the whole writing process in general was like all over the map because, um, let's see, like by the time that we knew we were going to start, uh, going in the studio, like, um, I, st- I know I personally started writing and demoing out, like, a bunch of new stuff uh, to go in for the record, like, instrumental stuff, um, and I started preparing for that. I know, like, uh, me and, like, our guitarist Jason started doing a bunch of, like, just demos on our own,
1: mm-hmm. so we
2: had, start like, we start writing for that, but at the same time, by the time we got to the studio, you know, like, we had, like... There's fresh writing being done and material being brought. And like you know, before we went into the studio, um, Jason and I just you know put down like all the pre-pro as from whatever we had at the time, and just kind of had everything ready to go. But when we were in the studio, we uh, we were like sifting through this new material that we had, and then we were also like um, me and Jason had a bunch of demos from like prior to starting to write for this. Like we had demos from like two or three years ago that were just like kind of sitting in a bank vault. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is so like, that was like stuff that was being written like right after the first album. And like during the time we did our reflections EP. So like there's all this like mix mash of like material that was fresh and then stuff that was like older that we never used, but like, We just listened through everything with uh, Andrew and we were like, okay, these songs that I'm hearing right now, like we're interested in, let's work on these 12. Okay. And uh, so it was like kind of, so the writing was just all over the place. Like it it was like, I guess, technically a span of three years, but it wasn't intended to be, but that's how it kind of turned out. And once we brought everything into the studio, um, then... We were there in the studio for like a month, month and a half. And we were taking these songs and then we were also writing a bunch on top of them. Because like some tracks were, and also this was all instrumentals at this point when we were first starting. Uh, Taz had some and there, but it was pretty much instrumentals from there. And um, some instrumental tracks were like completed. And then some were like parts, like a chorus and like a verse of a song or like, you know, something like that so we wrote a bunch on top of that while we were in there and then we would take like already pretty well-written songs and like rework them and then write a bunch on top of them and at the same time like taz was like locking himself in a in like a closet in the studio and like just like writing on all these demos while we were like working on them at uh with wade so like a bunch of stuff like a bunch of stuff was written prior, but then a bunch of stuff was also written while we were in there because we were just reworking stuff. We were like, kind of testing out every possibility.
1: The some of the electronic sound that kind of comes through your songs, like, is that something that kind of comes later, or is that very much part of the the you know composition and the kind of instrumental side of things?
2: Um, it's it's definitely um, kind of at the same time. It could be after too. It. It depends, or it could actually start with that at the same time. But usually, how it is like for me personally, like when demoing stuff out, like I'll have like those electronics already going and like the demos with like just writing the tracks. Um, but also, like I said, it can happen prior to it. It could like in like it inspire, let's say, like a guitar line, um, and basically. I don't know. It can happen anywhere, but usually it's like seamless. Usually it's like a seamless process with everything else.
1: And and if you, is that developed over time or is that something that you've kind of always tried to, to kind of deliver as a band from the start, you know, or did you, did you start out as just, you know, your guitars and, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. When did that kind of come about?
2: Yeah. So we, we started with like more like, you know, guitar, bass, drum, you know, music standard basically. And uh, I know I always had in the back of my head that I wanted to incorporate like as much as we could into like the sound. And I really wanted to, like, cause I was in, big into hip hop and I wanted to like, you know, incorporate these electronic EDMs like EDM as well. And like a bunch of just random stuff and just uh, mm-hmm. more, it's more room for experimentation and textures. Like there's just more possibilities with it. But um, it was basically like around the, reflections time uh, right before reflections um but like that's when uh for example like i think one of the first songs uh that was really done like that or at least demoed out like that was by my side and like i was demoing out that song and i was like i want to do it i'm gonna put it in here i'm gonna do it and like i had been like producing before and like the other guys had like uh you know pro- like electronic producing skills as well mostly on like mm-hmm. hip-hop stuff um but anyway sorry where was i like, trying to go with that um by my side is where like we really did it and like i like put it in there and i was like this is it it's gonna be like this and then from there it was like kind of like a whirlwind started adding and like everything on top of it with like other songs started incorporating a bunch of stuff within that ep uh in that regard but also just trying to balance it out too so it's not like too heavy leaning on it like so it's just like a nice mix of everything yeah but um yeah i would say around yeah right before reflections is when it's like really started to like kick in because like even instrumentally before that like on the record it might be kind of hard to hear it but like that influence was already there in that writing but it was more trying to like put it into like how the guitars and drums flow and like how like vocals are working with everything and so it was already it was like the influence was already there but like taking that step to really get into like the electronic world was definitely like reflections time and then that came up all the way until now
1: cool i mean i guess kind of what i mean what we usually do is is do a little bit of a, a walk, like a walk, like chronological walkthrough of you know the, the band and, and what have you. So I guess thinking about influences, you talks about the hip hop and um, EDM kind of influences that have developed your sound. But I mean, go back to like when you when you I guess where even when you were just starting to pick up instruments and you know getting into you know pop punk and punk rock. I mean, what kind of what what kind of bands were you listening to back back then?
2: Well, for so for me personally. Um... When I was first starting out, I was I was getting into it when I was super young. Like I was like four or five years old. I was already getting like exposed to a bunch of music through my brother and just like hearing stuff. Um, My dad's a musician too, so like uh, it was just like a musical household. There was just a lot of different stuff going on, a lot of different you know like I don't know jazz and fusion and stuff like that going around. But uh, what really got me into everything. Was just like really heavy ass music. Um, heavy like you know music in general is my is my top love. That's like my favorite stuff. it. Okay, yeah, metal and like stupid heavy stuff. So, um, back when I was really getting into it when I was super young, um, it started with like Metallica, but then uh, Slipknot is really what uh got me like going because prior to that i had only played like i started playing violin and uh guitar but slipknot is what made me want to start playing drums i was like oh my god i want to do that and like you know at the time you know the first two slipknot records are like pretty pretty insane and like uh i was just super into it like all the energy and just the just the madness and like just the adrenaline i, I loved all of that so from mm-hmm. there um I was really into a bunch of, like, new metal bands. Like, that was my first love. Like, that's where I came from. But, like, it just delved into, like, heavier and heavier music. It kind of became, like, uh, like building a drug tolerance. Because, like, you know, you need to do more and more to get that high you're looking for. I guess it's a pretty, you know, pretty interesting way to put it. But, like, I just wanted things to get heavier and heavier. So, it got into, like, death metal bands. And, um like like different extreme metal bands and i just i was going further further into that hole but at the same time when i was younger like a lot of pop punk was like in my ears too like uh, my brother had blink 182 a lot on the background like you know green day was super big into nirvana and like all those like alternative acts like um I remember Incubus was actually another huge one, but like all those acts were like in the background and I loved all that too. But like at the time I was like metal, 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 metal. And that was, uh, that was going on for most of my childhood. And it wasn't really until, I don't know, I was around like 12 years old is when I started like kind of broadening the horizons as well. Um, I was also super into hip hop back then. So that was forming at the same time. Like I said, a lot of it came from like my brother's music. He had a, he had like stacks of burned CDs at the house that I would just like go take them. And I figured out how to like put them in the desktop computer and like, you know, listen to them and whatnot. And, um, but basically when I was like 12, I like went into more broader sense of music and like started listening to more like pop punk stuff. um, More like, post uh like alternative music stuff like that and kind of all around and also that's when i was starting to get into edm and like a lot of hip-hop at that time i was really getting into so and like kind of went into more progressive metals when i started i liked getting into instrumental music and more kind of tech and proggy stuff and then like getting into jazz and, like, fusion. So as I'm go- getting older at this point, then I'm kind of becoming, like, I like all of this stuff. And, like, you know, I wasn't so, like, oh, I need heavy music. I just want the heavy music. So, yeah, that it kind of went into, like, a, a bunch of different stuff. I, I was a little bit all over the map growing up. But so starting off, it was definitely metal, for sure, before anything.
0: I feel like you should do – Um, you haven't done a record with Zach Savini, have you, I don't think? no. no. You – you should you should you should work with him if you can because you know he, I know he's everywhere at the minute. But like his favorite band Slipknot and he loves his heavy stuff.
2: Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's actually really great. Yeah, one hundred percent a fan of his work. Um, and actually, I didn't know about the Slipknot thing, so maybe it'll be a perfect match.
1: <laughs> there you are. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I guess fast forward then to kind of because Belmont started as like a high school band, right? You you yeah, guys. Yeah, we were in high school. They started as as a death metal high school bond or did you No, uh,
2: no it no. was straight up pop punk it was yeah. pop punk <laughs> um but how it happened was um our old bassist uh who went to my high school uh he got in i think i'm think i feel like it was literally through craigslist or some or like some like facebook musicians group at the time but he found taz and him and Taz got together, and they, like, started formulating Belmont, right? And they're, like, trying to get a band together. And then uh, our old bassist had, knew me, and, like, I, I had done some stuff with him prior to that. But it's, uh, at the time, you know, it was no offense to him. He's a, he's uh, one of my best friends. But, like, I never wanted to be in any of his bands because they were all pretty, like, terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But he like, he had asked me about this, uh, what he had going on with Taz. And he was like, you should jam with us. Like, we're trying to look for a drummer and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I, I really didn't want to do it. But something in me was just like, you know what, whatever. Let's just do it. And um, I got together with them. And it was like one of our old guitarists at, the, at that point, too. And I'd met Taz and the rest of the guys. And we started jamming. And it was they were doing straight up pop punk and i was like right away in the beginning i was like you know it's not really what i'm trying to do right now but like you know if you if you'll let me i'm gonna just do my own thing a little bit here and like i started like putting just crazy drums in it because i was like i was just gonna make this interesting for myself it was a little selfish i guess mm-hmm. maybe not i don't know <laughs> but um yeah like so it was uh, it was definitely that belmont Influence that you know about, like, was already kind of coming into place, but it was super pop punk at that point. Okay. Um, yeah. And then it was like, and it was like kind of, we became like good friends first, you know, which I think was really important. Uh, I, I got along really well with all the guys and like before like you know we were playing and jamming but like before any of that like we just we liked hanging out and it was fun to hang out we would go
0: and stuff
2: together so we just became like good friends first and like formed like a good bond before you know really getting into anything and then basically once we started like a year into it we started getting like a lot more serious about it and then like then like you know Uh, I came into the map uh, with writing music for the band too along with Taz so like really was trying to go for like this technical pop punk metal influenced pop punk Mm -hmm. style I know which a lot of people would say is easy core but I felt like it was a little different and it was kind of it was like from there the rest is history it's just like this constant evolution that keeps going but like it was like okay this is serious I'm gonna like put my heart into this and like everyone everyone was on the same page as well and so yes, you know, from there, it's just like the natural evolution of what happened.
0: I'm just conscious of the time. I know we're, we're nearly out of time. Um, so I think bef- before we wrap this up, if that's cool with you, Brian, like just ask you just a quick question about like what's next for Belmont. Like I just, I mean, can, can you give us any insight into what where you might go sound wise next? And then just briefly what you've got coming up for the rest, rest of the year besides furnace fest. I saw that you guys doing that.
2: Right, right, right. So, we have So What Festival coming up, um, a couple other shows that are in the works, um, a couple tours that I can't talk about.
0: um, Okay, fair enough.
2: And um, what else is there? Oh, yeah, then we have Furnace Fest, and there should be actually another fest or two that we're not announced on yet that we should be on. And then, right after a tour in the fall that we're going to do, we're going to head it to the studio for the next record uh, around like October time. And as far as, and then there's some tours in the works also for when we're like uh, out of the studio. So basically tours are coming and then we're going in the studio in October time. And as far as the sound goes, I I don't like to, it's a little corny, but I don't like to like pinpoint it or like put it in a box. It's kind of like, you know, whatever we're feeling at the moment, and cause we've always been a band that's just like do whatever we want to do and put in everything that we want. And like, kind of, it's for us. Yeah. So whatever we start writing and just how it evolves and what we're trying to do at that mo- like moment of time is probably how it's going to be on the record. So you can expect probably a bunch of different weird stuff going on. Um, a lot of implementing different genre bending type of things. Um, Yes. But at the end of the day, it'll be the belmonte you know and love. You know we won't ever completely go into uh, outer space, but we're <laughs> definitely we'll definitely we'll, we'll be you know circling the atmosphere and uh, throwing in a bunch of crazy shit. That's how we always <laughs> do.
1: And yeah, I, I guess just lastly, I mean your time with with Pure Noise as well. I mean you've been with them for for a little while now. I assume that's that's going well and looking to continue yeah. with those guys going forwards.
2: Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Pure Noise is awesome. Great people, uh, help us out with like whatever we need, and they're they kind of they they get what we're doing, and they a lot of a lot of it they just they just let us do our thing. They're like Belmont, do the thing that you do, and then we'll just be here helping you out. <laughs> so it's really cool. Nice. They're awesome, and they've been really good to us. So we're stoked on that. Yeah. Stoked to be working together.
0: Yeah, they've been on fire the last few years, so it's a good a good home for you, I'm sure. Um indeed. Yeah. Brian, thanks so much for giving us your time, man. Like Oh, no much worries. I appreciate
2: it. Yeah, having me on, I really appreciate that.
1: Hope of to course. see you. Yeah. You got some shows in the UK soon. And, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, you yeah. over here. Like I said,
2: look 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 for that in 2023 because that's uh nice possibly happening.
1: No worries. Awesome. We'll check we'll check back around with you then. Oh,
2: okay, I'm good. <laughs> Alright, guys, thanks, thanks for, buddy. Cheers, man. All right, you enjoy your afternoon. Alright, for you to for you
0: to arrive.